Temple students have a lot of different kinds of relationships with sports. Student athletes have one kind, fans have another, and media members have yet another one. Javon Edmonds has a multifaceted relationship, shaped by his own experience as a former basketball player, a multi-sport fan, and a member of WHIP and Al Scoop. In this episode, Rymir Vaughn sat down with Javon to talk about it. This is Al Sports Update Off-Air. My name is Ramir Vaughn. Welcome to Our Sports Update Off Air. I would like for my guest to introduce himself. I'm, I'm used to the introduction for these things, but for those who uh, don't know the voice by now, uh, I'm Javon Edmonds. I am a junior journalism major at Temple. I am currently the programming director at WHIP and a, a staff writer for OurScoop.com, Temple's uh, rivals affiliate. I know you're not from Philly, so tell me a little bit about where you grew up. Oh yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm a Baltimore guy through and through. Uh, I, I claim Northeast Baltimore, but I've been all around. But Northeast Baltimore has always been my home. Have you um noticed like any communities that are similar to Temple in um, Baltimore? When I tell you Baltimore and Philly are almost like the same city, like I tell everybody, you've been to one place in the Northeast, you've been to them all. Like from New York to DC. Like now, now DC is weird though. DC is different because of the way it's constructed. Like Banneker yeah. con- constructed it to be confusing, so DC can't be invaded or anything like that. But I, I said there's New York, and then Philly is New York Junior, and then Baltimore is <laughs> Philly Junior. Um, the tight streets, all the one ways. You know, I, I went down to Geno's last night with a friend who just got back in town. And, like, Philly's Federal Street looks just like Baltimore's Federal Street. Like, it's, it was weird. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of times I look around like, man, am I back home? No, nah, I'm still at school. <laughs> so how'd you find Temple? I played basketball for probably, what, eight, nine, ten years of my life. Um, and, and my parents and my family as a whole just always – you know, ball doesn't last forever. You got to find a contingency plan uh, for when basketball stops. And, uh, you know, long story short, I was a little uncoachable. So high school basketball is just on and off for me. <laughs> one year I'm with it. One year I'm not. You know, we had a whole bunch of coaching changes. So you add that up and you get me going to play uh, BNBL. All BNBL is is, is like – AAU, but within Baltimore City, and, and, and the best talent comes out. Uh, I'm talking guys like Ace Baldwin, Nick Carrington, Will Thomas, uh, just a whole bunch of guys who no one from outside of Baltimore will probably know unless it's guys like Ace who went, you know, Division One. I. I got involved with that. My godfather texted me one day like, you want to play for me? Like, I need a favor. I know you got it. I trust your IQ more than anybody I know. I'm like, yeah, sure. And, um, you know, brought home from practice one night, had one of those conversations of, you know, what's life after ball looking like? I'm like, yeah, I want to go to school for journalism. You know, I mean, he's been around since I was born. He knows all I do is talk sports. Uh, and he's like, look in the temple. Look in the temple. Uh, they've got a great program up there. And, and, you know, Philly's not too far from home. You might feel like you're at home. And uh, looked into them. 
and never turned back. I made sure to text him uh, earlier this year, like, hey, had it not been for that conversation, you know, I'm not here right now with all the opportunities I've been blessed with. What was your first Temple sports experience? So uh, my first Temple sports experience was actually this season, the home opener covering for our scoop. Yeah, that, that was my first experience. Like, okay, here's what the link is like. Here's Temple football. And then just I don't think I've missed more than two home games since. I think I missed the Wagner, the Wagner game to go back home. And then there was probably one or two men's basketball games uh, over break that I missed. But outside of that, Temple football and, and men's basketball, it's hard not to find me in the building. Are those the only two sports you do? Or um, so, so I'll go to the women's games as a fan. Like that's those are my nights off. I'll go there and just enjoy Mia Davis and the crew. Shout out to Mia, another Baltimore <laughs> girl. Her, uh, Anaya Gordine, uh, two St. Francis alum. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go to the women's games as a fan. As I went to a good amount of men's soccer games in the fall. I went to a field hockey game. I'm planning on getting out to a couple of lacrosse games because Bonnie's just. A great coach had a chance to interview her uh, for going into the Philly Sports Hall of Fame. So I need to get out to a couple of those games. Yeah, I know there's spring ball for men's soccer too. So I need to get out and see one of those games. I only played Drexel last Friday. Obviously, you're very knowledgeable about um, Temple Sports. How do you think that came to be? Listen, if you're going to be a beat writer, you got to know your beat, right? So, you know, got to do your due diligence, got to do your research. Uh, and, and that's not to say there aren't – trust me, there are guys far more knowledgeable than me about Temple sports. Uh, the, the Ray Dunns, the Sam Cones, the John DeCarlos. Like, I, I can't act like I'm the most knowledgeable guy. But you, you got to do your due diligence. You got to do your research if you're going to cover a beat. I, my, my problem is in life, when I find out something that interests me and I want to do it, I do deep dives into it. So I'm just figuring stuff out to the point where, like, you're, you're, you're thinking I was around for it. Like, nah, I, I just dive deep into it. Your Twitter presence is, uh, it's, it's like refreshing to me. <laughs> like, I'll see you tweet something and it'll be something from, I don't know, like 2004. I'd be like, how does he know? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Tony Braxton tweet from a couple weeks ago. John texted me about that. He's like, did not expect to wake up. And check Twitter this morning. The Javon talking about Tony Braxton. Like, if it's on my mind, it's on there. <laughs> How do you use your role um, at WHIP to feature Temple Sports? I guess it'll be best to start off with how I got started at WHIP, right? So, came in freshman year, fall semester. I'm just like trying to fill in the college life. Like, yeah, I mean, because in high school, either I was playing ball, going to the games, or I was at home like I was just in the books uh so got to school I was like nah I gotta increase the social life a little bit so freshman you know fall fall semester of freshman year was just you know laid back and take it all in uh and then the spring came so I saw the flyer for a general body meeting for WHIP okay there we go that's what I'm gonna get into uh went there Introduced myself to Ray and Zach. They must have thought I was some crazy bright-eyed kid. I'll never forget the meeting. So the meeting <laughs> was during spring training. And the Phillies were playing the Orioles. And oh, the man. Phillies were whooping on the Orioles, too. So everyone's in there giving me a hard time. I'm like, fellas, 
First of all, I know the Orioles suck. But more importantly, it's spring training. I don't care. You're not getting under my skin on this one. <laughs> like, if this is the initiation, I think I've passed because you're not rattling me on this one. And, and sure enough, it was Ray Dunn, Zach Demuse, Owen Boyle, and, and WIP's own, uh, well, now WIP's own, Buzz Wilson. I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy's got some chops to him. We, we, we mess with him. Then, boom, got sent home for the pandemic, kept in touch with Ray and Zach, and they put me on the air that fall. I pitched the idea for Around the American, which was a successful first season. We had got Kevin Nagandi on there, Temple Zone. We got Commissioner Oresco on there. Um, you know, that went through. Uh, tried to start it back up this year with Around the American. But when you when you try to match those schedules up, though, it's not going to go as smooth as you think. Let's see. They put me on the main event with Adam Cornelli and, and Liam Matthews. I mean, I was... So grateful for that opportunity uh, every Wednesday. Uh, th- that week was so weird, like on an emotional spectrum. So like that Sunday morning, my, my mom's dad had passed away from cancer. The next day, uh, one of my cousins on my dad's mom's side was shot and killed in a dice game. We didn't find out until that Tuesday. Then boom, Wednesday, I'm on the air. First time ever. So. You take that. You 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 take yeah. that full range of emotions, and then Friday was the granddad's funeral, and the next Monday uh, was the, the the cousin's funeral. I, I skipped out on the cousin's funeral. I, I couldn't do that. But that that was such a wild week. I will never forget. But then that Wednesday, hey, all right, you're back on the air. You know, spring comes around. You know how staff goes here with you know organizations. Yeah. You got seniors who are graduating, so there's open spots. So Ray, who was our sports director, took the job of uh, GM at the station. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I- I'm going to apply for sports director or assistant sports director because Zach the Muse isn't going anywhere. He was Ray's assistant. I had a whole bunch of respect for him. I figured he'd go out for sports director. I'm like, yeah, I'll be his assistant. Um, and-, and Ray co-owes me. So bottom line was Owen Boyle had been the social media director that year too, and he did a good job. So, so the bottom line basically was Zach's getting sports director and Owen's going to be his assistant. Uh, but there's this thing called programming director where you oversee everything that's on air. You handle the show proposals and everything. And he's like, trust me, those proposals are nowhere near as long and detailed as the one you sent me for Around the American. Like, I get it. Yes, it's very detailed. That's how I do things. So he, he called me to tell me to interview for the job. I think he called me probably two days after I interviewed and, and, and let me know I got it. Do you look at Temple Sports more of a job or a hobby? Uh, I, I think in order to, to, you know, cover the beat so well, it, you got to look at it as a job, right? I mean, it, like you said, you, you watch my Twitter. You, you see those comment sections. Temple fans, <laughs> that's a different breed you're dealing with. They. They don't want the nonsense. They want what's going on, and you better be serious about it, and you better give them what's accurate. Like, don't, don't hold back the truth. It better be accurate. You better be serious about it, and you better be on time with it. Uh, I mean, our, our scoop message boards remind us of that every <laughs> week. <laughs> I mean, John and the guys are recording it right now as we speak. Like, man, listen. Uh, yeah, no, I, you definitely... You definitely got to take t- uh, Temple Sports as a job, but you got to enjoy it at the same time. Like you, 
a job can feel like a hobby, but you got to make sure you keep yourself grounded in that reality of, no, it's still a job. You still got an obligation to fulfill. You you know the saying, if it's it's not work, if you know you love what you do. Exactly. That's what I tell people. Like, you always doing something related to work. I'm like, because I love it. I, I'm not stressed <laughs> out. Like, you know, I've got friends from high school. I'm like, you complaining to me every week about how much you hate Amazon or, or, or Burger King or something like that. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to be like that. Like, I found something I love uh, and decided, all right, I can turn this into a career. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm, I would like to think I'm on track to do that, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's no complaints out of me. I, I'm taking every opportunity I can get. You have a very large impact on Temple Sports. But how do you personally feel about that? I, I'm feeling like Reggie Miller right now. When open court was a thing on NBA TV, and they did the episode of the 50 greatest plus 10, and they kept trying to put Reggie on the list, and he wouldn't accept it. I, I feel like that right now. Like, I... I can't say I've had an impact on Temple sports. Like, I mean, there's there's guys on the field and there's guys on the court actually doing something. I, I will say me being around football for as long as I was, uh, my brother was a D2 receiver um, and, and had some things shaking other ways. So, I mean, I was around football intimately for a while. And like I said, I played basketball for so long. For anyone who hasn't heard this story by long by now, I, I coached my high school's JV team and went five and zero with them. Uh, so I, I'm I'm there from a standpoint of I've been there, I've seen it. You're not because believe it or not, I don't care what anyone says. You always hear there's no such thing as a dumb question. In sports, there's a such thing as a dumb question. It, it is, <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you why because. If you like I said, if you're covering a beat, you don't have to know everything about it, but you got to know the bare minimum. I can understand you trying to educate yourself, and I think sometimes it's unfair for a dumb question to be labeled a dumb question. But you got to understand these guys just either play the full forty minutes, forty-eight minutes, sixty minutes. They're fatigued. They're gassed. They just gave it their all. They're either on an emotional high or on a low. All of that. And now they're in a media room taking on questions for bright lights, whole bunch of people. So all of that mixed together, something's going to get deemed a dumb question, right? I feel like being there in some capacity, I know what to ask. I know what's fair. I know what's unfair. And I think that's what guys appreciate, especially the basketball team, because that's the sport where it, it just clicks for me. That's been there, done that. So I think that's why Aaron can appreciate me so much. Caleb, when he was healthy, Damian, Jalil, Zach, uh, oh, and Zach Hicks, his parents are the most supportive parents on Twitter of <laughs> any athlete you'll find. Jeff and Janine, I love those two. Um, but I, I think that, I, I think that'd be the best way for me to answer it. Having been there, I think, you know, provides a different context. I remember one game, I think Temple was down in Tulane. Uh, it, either way, it was one game that they won, but they almost choked away the lead. Second half came, they had zero assists to eight turnovers. And I'm saying to myself, oh, man, 
I know the coaches I played for, if they found out that stat, that team is running to death in practice the next day. So I see the stat. I'm like, oh, man, fellas. If, I, if this wasn't my job, I promise you I wouldn't bring this stat up because I know what's going to happen in practice tomorrow. It's going to be get on the baseline. Y'all know what's coming. Don't even bother asking when to stop. But I'm like, you know what? I have to ask it. And Aaron gave his answer. And, I mean, I'm just listening to him talk. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can hear it. They're going to run for this tomorrow. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I'm like, man, I've been there before. I feel like I done sold the team out. <laughs> but I, I, I got a job to do. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the best way to answer that question. It's hard to find people who actually know about the game of basketball. Like, fo- I'm not going to say football is easy, but basketball is a lot harder. It, it, football is simpler. Like, I think th- there's a reason why there's more casual football fans than casual basketball fans. Football yeah. is simpler and easier to follow along with. Now, granted, I like I said, I, I've been around and know too much football to say it's an easy game to understand. Trust yeah. me. The job of a quarterback, the job of a middle linebacker, how deceptive you have to be as a safety, that ain't easy. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Edge rusher, understanding leverage and stuff like that. Uh, the patience a running back needs to have. Patience and vision. It, the timing of a receiver. Understanding mm-hmm. the blocking assignments and the option routes of a tight end. Uh, zone coverage as a nickel corner. None of that stuff is easy. The problem is the way the game of football is set up, all of that can get masked to the common eye because you see a whole bunch of guys running, a beautiful ball thrown, some catches, maybe some good run routes, some jukes, or this ain't around as much anymore, a hard hit, and it's like, boom, <laughs> no, I, I, I know enough. That, 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 that's the big stuff. That's what everybody wants to talk about. We can keep it to that. But with basketball, if you want to know how hard basketball is, go play 2K. Go play 2K, play the recreation center with four other people you don't know. You'll see how hard basketball is, moving without the ball, spacing, which shot to take, how to get others open, how to get yourself open, when to set a screen, how to set a screen, where to set a screen. Uh, it's, it, it, there's so much small nuance to go into the game of basketball and playing it, my goodness, like, I think that's where football gets a bad rap because to go to the NBA, you got to play basketball for some years. Unless you're a seven-footer, unless you're six-nine or up, you got to play basketball for a long time to master that craft. You got to play baseball since Pee-wee to even dream about the major leagues. No, to dream about the minor leagues at that. Soccer, long time. Tennis, long time. Gymnastics, long time. Football. You can play some other sports and then start football in high school and you can still make it to the you can still make it to the NFL. You can't say yeah. that about many other sports. That's where football gets a bad rap. What legacy do you want to leave at Temple? I I want to be able to say I know I did everything I could to the best of my ability. Like I left no one, you know, Rich Berg and Larry Doherty can't say they ever had a problem out of me. <laughs> you know, Aaron McKee and Stan Drayton can't ever say, you know, I, I, I treated their fair, their teams 
unfairly, you know, DeJuan Mathis and Caleb Battle can never say uh, I scrutinized them too heavily. Just, you know, that type of impact. I want to be able to do the job well, move on to a professional field, but always be welcomed back at Temple. My name is Ramir Vaughn again. Thank you, Javon, for your time. Hey, no, no problem. Hey. I, I'll, I'll do this anytime. Before we go, though, I got to get one message out there. I got to get one message out there because there's a whole lot of followers who got this one misconception. Javon Edmonds does not hate Philadelphia sports. <laughs> this episode of Al Sports Update Off Air was produced and edited by me, Jay Rosen. Our executive producer is Matt Fine, and our senior producer is Haley Palmer. You can follow Al Sports Update on Twitter and Instagram or on our website, alsportsupdate.com. And you can find every episode of Al Sports Update off air on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.